Blog Talk Radio. Now, let me give you something that's very interesting. Work and women. I want to show you the relationship between a woman and your work. And here's why you got all your problems with ladies. I'm about to give you some solutions. Number one, the male was given work before a woman. In other words, you're supposed to already know your vision for your life before you marry a woman. Eve met Adam with two things. One, in God's presence. And two, working. I'm going to say it again. The woman's supposed to meet you with two things. One, in God's presence. And two, working. Remember, working is not something you do. It's something you are becoming. You already know what you were born to do. You're becoming your purpose. Now you're ready for a woman. God made work more important for a male than woman. Why? Number two, the woman was created to help the man. The Bible says, I will make for him a helper. Now if someone coming to help you, you must be doing something. Some of you men took a beautiful lady out of her parents' home. She had her own bed in that house, refrigerator, car, food in that house. But you, trying to be a man, told her to come and follow you and marry you. And you took her out of her parents' home and tell her come to live with you. And the Bible says she was created to help you and she married you and you ain't doing nothing. Some of you think the woman is the problem. Let me tell you something about women. Now notice God. God says, I will make for him a helper. That means when God pulls that piece out of the man, the word in the Hebrew is he built. Now when he, when he says the male, it says he formed. To form means to carve. To build is different. It means to shape. That's why women are... When I came to the male, God just went... Women, he went... And I know that this is why a male finds it very difficult to let a woman walk past without him looking. She is built. God says, it is not good for this man to be alone. I will make for him what? A helper. Everything he built in her. You know, all kinds of wonderful suggestions, ideas, skills, intuition, wisdom, intellect, intelligence, planning. Everything she has is for you, dummy. Now listen to me. This is why most men need teaching. Because when you meet a woman, she comes equipped. But when the man sees her, he is threatened. Because he ain't got no project for her to work on. So here comes this woman with all kinds of PhDs, master's degree, intelligence, intuition, ideas, wisdom, goals, plans, all the strategy. And you become intimidated by the thing that was made just for you. And what do you do? You call her aggressive. She ain't aggressive. She's equipped. You call her aggressive because you don't know what to do with the equipment. Most men marry women like companies hire people. Sometimes you hire a person and then don't give them anything to do. That's the most frustrating thing in the world is to hire someone and don't tell them what to do. That is why the first thing God gave the male was work. Because when a man discovers his work, now he's ready for a woman who comes to help him with the work. Now, if a woman marries a man and he doesn't know his own vision, his own work, then he has brought frustration in the house. A woman needs the male's work to be fulfilled. She's a helper. He says, a helper comes to help you. Now, if I want to lift this podium and I need help, I either need someone just as strong as me or stronger. We think the woman is the weaker vessel. The word weaker in the Bible used once for women, it means delicate. It doesn't mean no strength. The helper has to be either just as strong or stronger to help you with your work. Men consider women a threat because the men don't have any work for the woman to do. So what do you have? Number four, the woman is equipped to help the man with his work, his vision. And the woman needs a man who knows his work. I advise women all the time. I said, look, if a man wants to marry you, your first question is not, do you love me? wrong question. Why? Because that's not the first thing God gave the male. The first question a woman should ask a man is, 
Where are you going? I want to know your future. Show me your vision on paper. Why? You're asking me to follow you. I want to know where you're going. What are we going to do together? Work before woman. Vision before woman. Assignment before woman. Your vision is the key to the woman's fulfillment. My wife is the happiest woman in the world. Because when she met me, I was already in my work. When a man has found his work, he secures the peace of the woman. A woman doesn't come to compete with you. She came to complete you. Because God equipped them to help and they come into your life, if you ain't doing nothing, they're going to help themselves. They're going to start their own businesses. They're going to start their own projects, start their own ministry because you ain't doing nothing. Do you know what your wife is waiting for? A plan. When you leave this conference, you need to go home with a vision for your family. Tell your wife, honey, I got a job, but I'm working on my work right here. I got this idea. I'm going to, and by the way, uh, this is very interesting. A female is an incubator. I mean, the woman's whole entire body is an incubator. God designed them that way. That's why whenever you give a woman, you never get it back the way you gave it. You know, an incubator is an amazing thing. Whatever you put in an incubator, it is multiplied, it's given life, and you give it back to you. Incubators never keep anything. They always take it in, multiply it, make it bigger, give it life, and give it back to you. So, that's why if you give a woman a sperm, she don't get a sperm back, she multiplies it, gives it life, gives you a baby. You give her a house, she multiplies it, gives you a home. You give her groceries, she multiplies it, gives it life, and gives you a meal. You give her a word, she multiplies it, she gives you a sentence. So, you give her frustration, multiplies it, she gives you help. You can always tell what you're giving a woman by what she's giving back to you. Incubators. She came into your life to what? Help. Write this down. The woman is frustrated by a man who doesn't know his vision, his work in life. Doesn't know what he's becoming. That's why I appreciate manpower. Manpower is us hiding away for a couple of days and trying to grapple with these basic issues so we can save our women from frustration. We need to be honest with ourselves. I don't know what I'm doing. Your job is not your work. You got to find that work. Find out what is my assignment? What am I born? What am I born to do? That's what a woman is looking for. I put it to you that the most important discovery of a male is his work. Because work is the purpose for your existence and purpose is the source of your vision. Now, vision is an amazing thing. Vision gives the male a sense of meaning in life. If you know where you're going, you have a sense of security and a sense of passion. Matter of fact, vision provides security and meaning for the female also because when she relates to you, she came into your life to help you do what you're doing. You should never marry a woman if you don't know where you're going. That's abuse of a woman. She came to help you. Help you with what is the question. And that's why these days are so important together. We cannot go into the next century with confused men. Your wife is quiet. But she is quietly frustrated because you, you wouldn't tell her what we're doing. What are we doing in this house? She needs you to find your vision for her own sanity. Proverbs 29 says, where there is no vision, the family perish. I told my wife the other day, I said, you know, if you go to work, you can make somebody else rich. So you might as well stay with me, work with me and make me rich. And when I'm rich, you're rich. When does your wife go to work? It's the question. What is your plan to start your own business so she can become a part of your dream and help you fulfill the family's dream? Jobs prepare you for your work. You were never supposed to die on a job. You're supposed to die in your work. Jobs are always temporary. Work is permanent. They can fire you from a job. They can fire you from your work. Your wife needs security. And work is security. Put it to you. That vision is personal but never private. Do you see it there? It says, where there is no vision, what? The people perish. It never says where there is no husband or no leader. Where there is what? No vision. People perish. Vision is more important than the person. Yes, you're a good man. You're a wonderful guy. But do you have a vision for the family? Is the question. Purpose. When you find your own vision. Look at that verse again. Where there is no what? Vision. You affect all the people. Therefore, vision is a source of self-control. It keeps you on one path. Vision is also the key to personal and corporate discipline. It helps you discipline your life. And I want to close on this because it's very important for men to understand the power of vision. If you have no vision, you are open game. Anybody can run your life. As a matter of fact, without a vision, 
you can be led by good things that are not right things. And good is not always right. Purpose precedes vision. That's why God gives you purpose first. And purpose for your life is the source of your vision. That's where it comes from. And purpose is the foundation of your vision. That's where you get it built from. And purpose produces your vision. Vision is purpose when you can see it. Can you see the apple tree in the sea? Absolutely. Vision is a manifestation of your purpose. Vision is also the glimpse of your purpose when you see it in pictures. Vision is a conceptual reality of your purpose for living. Vision is purpose in technicolor. All of you have seen your purpose, but you can't believe that's you because your society tells you don't think that big. That's why God sent me to tell you, believe what you're dreaming. I put it to you then that vision is God's deposit of his purpose in your heart. He puts it there for you. Vision is purpose and pictures. Vision is a view of your end at the beginning. Vision is there for you looking at your future. From it comes your passion. A man who knows his work and his purpose doesn't go home watching television with a bear in his hand for five hours. A man who has vision for his life doesn't spend his time just hanging around with the boys shooting pool. Vision makes you a disciplined man. I put it to you that vision is a preview of your finished future. It's already finished. That's why it looks so beautiful. And it gives you the incentive to move toward that passion. Therefore, vision is seeing your true self and your true self-concept. You see yourself as God sees you. The greatest gift God ever gave man is not the gift of sight, but the gift of vision. Sight is a function of the eyes, but vision is a function of the heart. Never trust your eyes over your vision. Vision shows you what could be. Sight shows you what is. Always live by what you see with your vision, not with your eyes. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Vision contradicts your eyes. Hold your head back up. This crisis cannot last. Your vision is more real than your present reality. Don't trust your eyes. You were not created to live by your eyes, but by your vision. That's why your hope can come from your vision. Vision is the source of confidence. What does the Holy Spirit bring back to man? Not a thrill, not a shout. He says he's coming back with two things. If you are old, he'll give you back your dream. If you are young, he'll give you back no matter what you say about this conference, how anointed it was, how the power of God was there, and the presence of God was there, the question is, did you leave here with a dream or a vision? That's evidence that the Holy Ghost was here. No matter how much you tell me that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, the result should be a clear vision for your life. So whether you are old or young, it doesn't matter. He gives you both back vision has a strange con context in the Hebrew. It says, if you're young, you will have revelation, you'll see the future. If you're old, you'll see the future. But if you are a female, you will repeat the future. Now, when I looked up the, the context of the word, here's what it means. When a man tells a woman his vision, she incubates it. And every time she sees him, she tells him what he told her back to him. That's why it is called prophesying. See, you told your wife, God told me to build this ministry. God told me, God told me. She said, okay, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And then after about two years, you get discouraged. I, I think I missed God. She says, now wait a minute. Didn't you tell me that God told you that you... And she said, now, most men... When the wife comes back and prophesies back to them what they told the wife, the men call it nagging. God calls it prophecy. Don't tell her shut up. She's doing her job. She's telling you what you told her God told you. Give God a hand for good women. Come on, give God a hand for good women. Sit down for one second. Listen to this. The purpose, therefore, for the spirit is to restore man to his vision and to his dream. God says, I said the end before the beginning and I say from ancient times what is yet to come I say my purpose will stand God says look I set the end of your life first and then I back up and I begin your life he set the end first then he begins so whenever God begins something 
that is evident it's finished. So God doesn't allow anything to begin unless it's already finished. So when your father released the sperm in your mother's womb, 600 million sperms dashed toward the egg in your mother and God had to pick through 600 million sperms and he said, I want that one. Guess who that was? That was you. Why? He says, uh, what I finished, I want it to start now. I'm going to give him birth now. Your birth is evidence that there's something already finished that you were born to start. That's why the next verse says, he makes known the end at the beginning. He will show you your end at your beginning. So God says, look, I'm going to finish you first, then I'll start you. And when I start you, I'll show you your finish. So that's why you walk around every day with this big dream of what you want to do. That's your end. Now at the beginning, you're broke. But at the end, you're a multi-millionaire. And you can see the millions while you are broke. Now, you got to understand, God won't allow you to see what is not there. So once you see it, that's a fact. The distance between what you see and where you are is called the past. So it's important for you as a man to see your end. If you meet a woman at the beginning, don't tell her what you have at the beginning. You ain't got nothing. Show her what you will have at the end and tell her, help me get there, baby. Help me get there, baby. Help me get there, baby. When my wife married me, I was broke in college. Had nothing. But I told her my dream. And she believed in my dream more than my pocket. Never judge a man at his beginning because the beginning is always small. The Bible says the end of a thing is greater than its beginning. You need to find your work. You listening to the Divine Connection Show with your host Jessica and Tasia. Peace, everyone. Hey, everybody. Good evening, kings and queens. Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. They're your host, Jessica and Tasia. How are you guys doing out there this week? I know my week's been going by pretty quickly. Um, it's been a good week so far. Jessica, how, how are you doing? Oh, it's been an adjustment because I had to start back. Um, <laughs> so it's been um, it's been an adjustment. So that's what I'm doing, and it's been, but it's been productive because um, I was able to start the garden. Um, I was able to store food that I have to can soon. So I was able, like, these little things are victories. I was able to repot some plants. So um, no matter how I feel, I get it done. You can't ignore the pulling is what I call it um, when you have to get some things done. So, yeah, yeah um, and just trying to be um strategic during this time um we got there's all kinds of preparations and if only we had been better prepared before um yeah there's all kinds of preparations like for your household finances investment food um health Mm -hmm. just all types of things that we have to prepare for in this season for whatever's to come um, and whatever you're feeling like prophetically to do mm-hmm. um, that people aren't talking about. So it's just at the same time um, keeping yourself mentally stable, mm-hmm. sound mind, um, making sure your spirit's right, that you're in tune with the times and yeah. the ways that mm-hmm. that's going on yeah. spiritually. Mm-hmm. So I know, like, with everything that's going on, it's easy to feel like we're not where we need to be, even like what you said, with preparing, but still 
it's not too late. Right. At least start and gain that momentum to continue to prepare because you said what we should have like three months. I read. I just read that someone um of basically a food and not to mention remember um, a couple weeks ago Dr. Daniels was on the show and on Akeem's show and she said to prepare basically that's basically what she was talking about she was talking about all the things going to happen um, and what they're going to try to do we hope it doesn't happen but just just Mm -hmm. in case it's better to be prepared Mm -hmm. because if you can't food you can still keep that yeah, yeah, for eat it winter. Yeah, it's preparing for later. I mean, so you don't have to go out. Here's the thing: like, even if nothing, we pray that nothing tragic or drastic happens. But at least if something were to happen, it will lessen your load, your weight of you need to go out and get something when there's chaos out there and you don't feel like it. Stuff is just not easy to do anymore. You have to wait in long lines now just to do anything, mm-hmm. to get anything done. And then let's talk about getting our our um, documentation yes. back. Getting all of our stuff, our legal things and trying to break the straw man there, you know. This week we were, we had to call the recorder's office to kind of chat her yeah. COA mm-hmm. documents and yeah, you were told that we should have been had it and what that they didn't have it. Yeah, they told me to resend it, but yeah, we're gonna look into that a little further because I I have to call and make sure that she talked to the actual person that processes POAs um, because they're just backed up. A lot of places are backed up, so it's just like. You know, I can't say I've known about this information long because I have not. But even when this information was presented to me, I started working towards it. So, I don't know, some people have been following Akeem for a long time, and not just him, but just knowing about uh, moors and strawmen and stuff like that. We're new and we're putting stuff in place, but it's like, some people, you guys have known about this for too long to not have gotten yourself prepared or to set yourself up for success. So I don't know. It's not too late. That's the thing. So we just have to keep working towards it because things are getting harder mm-hmm. just to do. Like, there's some things we should be down this list, and it's just everything's getting harder. It's like getting harder for people to buy firearms. It's harder for them to buy ammunition. It's harder to get into uh, CCW classes. It's just everything. So, anyway, it's not too late, though. No. That's the thing. So, it's also pulling out, you know, you said sound mind. Sound mind is more so, and also, it's also um, self-discipline. This is, these times are definitely showing you what you are and what you are not. See, even for me, I even talked about how, um, I'm not as disciplined as I thought I was. But I am disciplined in other areas. But there's places where I need to work on. So um, this is definitely, these times are challenging you and your abilities. Are you self-disciplined? Can you control yourself? You know, people were getting all getting so much money. Did you have self-control over that? Did you at least invest it or hold on to it? Because even when taxes come, like, are you going to have, if you have to owe, are you going to have that money? And there's a lot that goes there. Um, I'm working so towards just, not paying taxes right now. Right. I won't have to worry but, about that. But yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but for people that aren't prepared or yeah. preparing. So there's a lot. So, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, and um, we played that uh, Women's Purpose by Mal Monroe. That's one of Jessica's favorite videos. Is it? Mal Monroe. <laughs> yeah. That's what you said, right? Yeah. Um, I enjoy that. Yeah, I enjoy that clip. Yeah. I like how he breaks things down. Now, I mean, I'm not going to say I agree with everything to a T, but I like what he says, and I like how he breaks all of his information down. He's a man he's a, of several degrees and not limiting himself to just one 
piece of information. So he he breaks things down all the time and not always super religious, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, he'll but break it down cool. scientifically and mm-hmm. things like that as well. But yes, so we play that clip. Yes, and what really really stuck out to me that he kept on emphasizing over and over was vision. Now, he said women's purpose is to help men achieve his vision, that that we are the helpers and that the man doesn't know what his vision, doesn't know what his purpose is, then we'll get frustrated with him. Yeah. Like, where are we going? <laughs> what are we doing? So, yeah, and the example he used is like almost like, why did I marry you? I thought you were going to do this you for said me. You going to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like if you tell us <laughs> we're going to go to the movies this weekend. We expect. <laughs> we expect to go to the movies this weekend. Didn't you say we were going to the movies this weekend? <laughs> yeah, we expect it to be carried out and not fulfilled. <laughs> um, so a woman left unfulfilled. Ooh. That breeds animosity and strife and everything else in between. I could keep going with the words, but I won't take away. But go ahead with what you were saying. Yeah, so with uh, purpose is the foundation of vision, and purpose produces vision. Vision is a manifestation of purpose. Vision, I, I like he, he gave um, the scripture, Isaiah, 4610, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible just to kind of um, break it down. Um, so it says, declaring the end and the result from the beginning, and from ancient times, the things which have not yet been done, saying, my purpose will be established, and I will do all that pleases me and fulfill my purpose. Now, that really stuck out to me because I know a lot of times um, just through my walk, I get frustrated because I see the big picture. I see everything, like with my dreams. Mm-hmm. I see it, you know, God gives us, like my mother said, God gives us the end, the dream, the mm-hmm. vision before the beginning. So, just keep in mind, like, don't get down if you don't think you're reaching your goal, that you're not at your dream right now. That Well, you said you get frustrated mm-hmm. because in the beginning, um, well, because you see the end. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to combat that frustration? Work backwards. Okay, to get here, I have to do what? So... Where do I have to go through? What channels do I have to go through? What are my steps to get to this? Which I have learned that that's how I take, that's how I get to my end goal. Okay. I work pretty much work backwards. Like, okay, I would have to be here. I would have to be here at this certain certain place. Okay, how do I get there? And just make my goals and plan out from from that. So I wouldn't even call that working backwards if you're making goals. It's just you see, that's where you see. You see the light at the end of the tunnel. You see it, so you just plan to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess with having that, like a carrot in the front of a, who likes carrots, rabbits? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to keep trying to get to that. I guess that's, okay. Yeah. So, um As I was um, reading, I uh, came across Habakkuk, and with Habakkuk, it resonated with me what was going on in his time. Now, Habakkuk was a a questioning God. Um, Sometimes we were taught, like, I know, like, never question God, but why not question God? You know, asking him if you want to know something, ask him. And um, pretty much he was asking, like, why does the violent and the unjust rule over the just? 
Why are the evil, why is evil prospering? Why is my people oppressed? Why is evil going unpunished? So God replied to Rebecca, and he said that he will send judgment through the Chaldeans. Now, you can read Rebecca. It's not, it's not long. It's only three chapters, and um, you could read it to get the more detail and more understanding. But he pretty much just told them to be patient, and in time, they will reap what they sow. They will be corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in Habakkuk 2, 2 through 4, it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that read it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So what is, is God? Telling Rebecca, he says, what I gave you, write it down, right? However, your vision, how, whatever it is, write it, draw it, record it the way that you want. Um, it says, well, write, in the Greek, it means to record, decree, and raise. Now, to make it plain, to be to be clear about what the vision is, explain it, be very detailed. Mm-hmm. So as you're writing your vision down. Be very precise. Mm-hmm. Be very precise of what you are what you want to do or what you saw or what you heard. Or whatever your vision is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to write it on, you said to write it upon tables. Now, what is tables? Tables? Tablets. I'm sorry. Tablets. And tablets, it also means table, so that's why I said table. But uh, board, the, the plate or stone, that's what it means uh, when you look it up. Um, so it makes sense that okay. people write on vision boards because it's yeah. difficult. Is biblical and people always do it and you know even though we know things don't ever go according to plan we always have these big even if you say you do not have, believe in what is it called New Year's resolutions you do because a lot of people say what they're not going to have or do in the year to come um, but it's okay to have something to go by into what you want to achieve. And people that have vision boards, a lot of the times they see it every day or when they want to look at it, and it's there at the forefront as a reminder, like this is where you say you wanted to go. This is what you want to do. Um, so that is very interesting that you broke that down to saying what a tablet is, a board, a plate, a table, or stone in that it was engraved, um, you know, back in the day, they engraved that. I think that's even better than that's a stronger statement if you're going to have something engraved, you know. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then it says that he may run. Now, run means to have urgency, to hurry, to move quickly. So you got to act upon this with urgency. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said that he may run that read of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That read of it. So that's in verse two. It's in verse two, yes. Chapter two, verse two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's in timing. When you get this, you ever like just been laying down or something, and all of a sudden you get this thought, and you're like, oh, I got to write this down. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's timing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to act upon it quickly. And then readeth, it means to pronounce, to publish, to read out loud. Now, this 
is also with the affirmations too. Mm, yeah. You got to read it out loud. That makes sense. Say the things that you want. You're looking at your vision board. You say it out loud. Call it out every day. Read it, whatever's there. Not just, it's important. Your words are very powerful. We know oh. that the tongue holds power and death. Um, life life death and death. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Oh. So it's, that says a lot too. That And then it's also something's activated. You're speaking it into existence. You're bringing it to fruition. You're aligning things up with your word. Yeah, and we could even go back all the way back to Genesis um, where God, he spoke everything into existence. Mm -hmm. And we have that same power and authority Mm -hmm. because we are in his image like God. So your tongue, your, your speech, when you, that's, it's very powerful. So you got to really be careful what you say. That goes with positive and negative things. For your vision is yet for an appointed time. Mm-hmm. Appointed time, we say, is the season. It's been timing. Um, it will all come together um, to speak, to manifest the word. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. And so that Whatever you say, you hold to it. You see it, okay, I got to do that thing. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm not going to make myself to be a liar, to be a man or woman of your word. You say you want to do something, do Do it. it. Mm -hmm. And that's a constant reminder. When you write down, you say you want to do. And then it says to... So it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, and it will not tarry. So when you say, when you speak these words, when you say these things, you can't be reluctant. You can't question it. You can't be hesitant about it. Don't delay or wait. You can't doubt it. You have to really believe it. Mind, like mind power, like really believe it. Because the just shall live by faith. The righteous, the just, our livelihood, our growth is all through faith. Faith is what fuels our life. What is faith? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen, faith comprehends as fact, which cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So what makes us tick is faith. You got to believe, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Never doubt. Now, how do we do this? Vision, how we do visualization, how do we do visualization? Um, visualization is the formation of mental image of something. So just, you can try the exercise, just relax. And deep, in a deep meditative state, block out everything. This is meditation, visualization. It all comes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, Use your imagination don't worry about any outside things. Don't worry about anything. Just use your imagination to create the world that you want to be in. If there was no limits, no boundaries, think about what it is that you want out of your life. What are you passionate about? What do you Think of one thing that you are really passionate about and that you can't live without accomplishing. Imagine every detail of you accomplishing this thing. Imagine everything 
in detail down to what you're wearing, how you're feeling, all your senses, what it feels like when you accomplish it, how does it smell when you're there, what do you hear, everything in detail. Just be in there, create that world in that moment. And just don't doubt, don't doubt yourself. Again, all you need is faith. All you need is a mustard seed of faith, and you can move out. Mustard seed size. Mustard mm-hmm. seed, which is so, so small. So small. Now, it doesn't stop there. It's time to put in the work to, do, to get there. Through self-discipline and self-control. Mm-hmm. We admire the ones that are most disciplined. We admire LeBron because he's, he works so hard to be where he's at. We admire great leaders, teachers. We admire them because they have the discipline to get to where they are. Mm-hmm, but we don't know their process. So everybody has their own process. We can't do things just like, just like someone else. You have to be... You have to be your authentic self, though. So whatever, everybody's path is different. You don't have to sound like this this person. You just have, there's no one in the world like you, so you have to be you. Because mm-hmm. you are the voice that people need to hear or see or your business or whatever you're trying to accomplish or achieve or become. You're the only one like that. So it gives other people something to see or do or look up to or aspire to be like. Um, but don't try to be like the same person, someone else, I should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and that's, you have to know who you are. That's the thing you have to do, work to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. And work mm-hmm. on that. If you don't know who you are, work on that. If you find yourself being trying to be like someone else and that's not who you are, it's not, there's nothing wrong with looking up to someone or anything like that. But when you can tell that you're not, you know when you're not being yourself or you're masking it or covering up or pretending that's not who you are. Yeah, and it's different because, you know, they say success leaves clues. It's different to kind of have a set out, like, something to follow, but you still, you don't have to do everything. Like a blueprint. Yeah, like a blueprint. You don't have to do everything just like that person. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, well, pretty good. Um, When it comes to the vision, the moral of all of this is Definitely have a vision to be successful. We've talked about success in the past, but um, just piggybacking off of what we allowed to play in the beginning, if you did not hear it, go back and listen to it, to the beginning of the show where Dr. Miles Monroe breaks it down, um, what vision is and how to be successful, and also to be successful in a relationship. Um, Men, make sure you have what you're going to be what you want to do, have that in place because a woman will come and make that flourish. She will be that, basically, the fertile for your fertile ground for you to grow. She will be that fertilizer is what I meant to say. So and we multiply it. Multiply it because what we are a literal incubator, <laughs> figuratively and, um, you know, realistically. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, definitely um, don't give up whatever you're trying to do. Because, like I said before, I used to get discouraged. I'm like, dang, I knew about this wait like three years ago, five years ago, and I didn't act on it. But it's not too late to. I feel like I'm giving grace um, now to do some of the things. There's just, I mean, you can't speak on everything, but definitely. I mean, if you never do anything, then you will never get anywhere. If you feel like it's too late, you'll, okay, well, you'll live in that. 
Are you living in the it's too late or are you just trying to become? Like no one knows the time when this it when it will be the end. So just keep pressing towards because I mean, even if you think now let's be as drastic as the world's gonna end. I mean <laughs> they said that back in what, year two thousand. So it's like, okay, if you believe everything, it's, I mean, the shutdown won't happen again, but it's like, would you be, just be prepared for, what, September? Yeah. You know, that's not long, but the fact that you've been given clues and, you know, it's also biblical to discern the times, you got to be a little bit wise. Like, you can't ignore that intuition that's inside of you that's telling you to um, prepare. I mean, you don't even have to be out in the stores and all that to feel the atmospheres changing. Mm-hmm. So definitely use your your inner inner being, that natural intuition to connect and grow and become who you're going to be, who you're called to be in the earth. Um, and may it bring you lots of money, and not just money, but fruit harvest for later. Um, a fruit in every aspect, growth, spiritual growth, growth in friendships, growth in relationships, um, and just productivity, growth in your peace, in your life, all of it, growth in your family, just, yes, invest, invest, invest. All right, so we'll help everyone. Um, Thanks for tuning in for the show. And thanks for tuning into the show tonight. Hope everyone has a great rest of the week. And we will see you all or talk to you all next Thursday. Oh, wait, we have some announcements. Yeah, I was going to get there. (laughs) Yes. um, Go to our website is jtmuse.com, J-T-M-U-S-E.com. Purchase um, the latest thing that we post posted on there to purchase is the firearm webinar. If you need to know how to get your firearm as a U.S. national and not a citizen of the United States, go to our website and purchase that um, webinar. Also, our team show is every Tuesday at 7. Tuesday at 7. Mm-hmm. And anywhere else, maybe? No, we're working on some things, so just always tune in, and we will catch you guys next time. Appreciate y'all listening tonight. Have a good weekend. Peace.